Konnichiwa! And how do y'all? I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom! Where we talk about all things Sumo. Yes, and today we're gonna talk about the Banzuke that was just released. We're gonna talk about Bingo. And we're going to ask Leslie what her go-to karaoke song is because that was a question that was emailed in. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, what's your go-to karaoke song? Mm, well, it depends. If I'm by myself, I usually do Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Oh, nice one. Yeah, I feel like the belting part towards the end of it and then I think there's like an air guitar solo, which usually... Is a hit, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it crushes. Yeah, because you seem someone... You seem like someone you could really crush in yeah. air guitar solo yeah 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 so that's my go-to but then if i'm there with like a, a gentleman who has a nice voice like if i'm out with my theater friends or something or takayasu or takayasu i will often do somewhere out there by linda ronstadt and what aaron neville or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah okay nice if if yeah i'll, I'll I'll do something like that. Nice. But I mean, I'll pretty much go up and do any song. Nice. Um, if if I'm drunk enough. But uh... there you go, folks. <laughs> There's the go-to <laughs> karaoke. <laughs> and we're also Leslie's going to talk a little bit about slumps. Slumps. <laughs> Sumo slumps. As romantic as that sounds. Yeah. I don't Sumo know where slumps. this is going, so it's going to be exciting. Yeah. But first, let's start off with a. News flash. Congratulations to Florida Sumo and uh, Iron Life Athletics. They put on their very first Iron Belly Sumo tournament. Well done. Yes. And, you know, it, I was kind of bummed. My life has been a little bit crazy busy as of late. And so I had not been able to focus that much on Sumo and the podcast and keeping up with this. But it was really cool. Yesterday, I saw some pictures of the tournament. It seemed like it really went well. Everybody was doing some really amazing Sumo. Lots of people showed up. So congratulations you guys and gals for um, showing up in the dojo, honing your skills with people from afar. Yeah, I think way that's to go. really awesome. So way congrats. Other big news. All right. So we all saw Tadanafuji and his beautiful first dojo iri at the Meiji Shrine this week that featured heavily a pole. A pole. <laughs> yes. We had some pole dancing. <laughs> It was really funny to just see everybody's comments. By the time we woke up and saw it, like we got different angles, but I oh, did no, that giggle. Was, that was the first angle I got. It was the first the first clip that I watched. Was I watched that something one. different, but I saw that one eventually and it did make me laugh because it was almost as if the cameraman had or camerawoman <laughs> had purposefully like put the camera in like the worst spot, like right in front of where Ted and Fuji was. Actually, you know what I thought? I thought this person doesn't know the doyo iri. They don't know that it moves forward. <laughs> they set up the camera to be the perfect angle if Teranofuji had stayed in the same spot. Right. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. Yeah, he steps forward and then he was directly behind a pole. But good <laughs> good job for him and good job for that pole. That pole held steady and strong. But what was funny is just knowing everyone around the world at the same time was like, what's Whoa! going on with this pole in the middle of this beautiful shot, this epic moment, our 73rd Yokozuna in this beautiful ceremony and there is a friggin' pole smack dab in the middle of it. So kudos to everyone. They had me laughing over that one. Yep, me too. 
He was wearing his coach's Kesha Mawashi. It was also worn by Harama Fuji. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I loved seeing that he has um, he had Takara Fuji and Teretsuyoshi as mm-hmm. his assistants. He has a new first name as well, Terena Fuji does, and he chose it after it was his coach's first name. So he has chosen, his Japanese name is Seizan Suginomori. That is his full Japanese name. Well done. Yes. So a lot of renaming that goes on in sumo. Yeah. For our new listeners, when you become a wrestler, you have a Shikona, which is a, Mm -hmm. it's like a stage name, really. Yeah. And then when you retire, you get a new stage name for mm-hmm. your after your retirement, your coaching years. You become somebody else. Mm-hmm. And your name can be absorbed by somebody else later on, mm-hmm. many years later. So, um, But to become a Japanese citizen, he has to have a Japanese name. So this is the Japanese name that Teda Fuji chose as a native Mongolian. All right. This week, who has COVID? Ichinojo. And this one, I don't know. It just worries me. I think it worries everyone. But he had a runny nose. And apparently that's what had everyone worried. And they were like, let's test him. And sure enough, he was positive. And the bad part about it is he went to the joint practice, the Keiko. And he was around a bunch of other (laughs) high-ranking wrestlers, Takayasu, a number of people. But they've been testing ever since. And so far, so good. Nobody has come down with COVID. So that's good. And with Ichinojo... His coach has said, and he's said, this is enough time for him to heal and get ready for the tournament. We fully expect to see him in the tournament. And I think he'd been vaccinated. So Mm -hmm. hopefully this case of COVID will not be severe and it'll just be a runny nose and some headaches and he'll be back in the doyo. It's hard to imagine sumo wrestlers sick, isn't it? Yeah. It's really hard to imagine them with allergies or with the flu and sneezing in the back. I know it must happen. Of course, they're regular people. I know, but it's really hard to imagine it, isn't it? Because I'm so used to seeing them healthy and strong and being the image of... fighting through their injuries. Yes, of the perfect man. So it's hard to imagine him with a runny nose. But I hope he's okay. I hope he is too. All right. This might be my favorite news of the week. Inho is working in conjunction with a a company in his hometown, and he's now getting into, as they call it, confections. But it's not like sweet confections like we think of. He is working with this company to create his own brand of chonkonabe, and it's his favorite recipe of salted butter chonkonabe. Okay. And they are producing it, and it's like, I don't know, it's going out into the mass market. Oh. But what the best part of it was is that in the translation, or maybe not, maybe it is the literal translation, it's called Inho Akira Beaver. <laughs> Inho Akira Beaver? <laughs> yeah. Why is it called beaver? I have no idea. I don't Oh, that just... Salted chonkanabe <laughs> becomes beaver? I don't know. I don't know if it's a mascot. I don't know if that's just a weird translation. But when I read the article, it was like, Inho is now into confections, making Inho Akira beaver. <laughs> So anyway, good time. Chalk that up to good translation. That's right. We get them all the time. We do get a lot of hornies and beavers (laughs) and really strange (laughs) translation titles. Well, yeah, and they mess up he and she all the time. So it'll be talking about Takayasu and it will continually say she is in the top ranks. Five cars, (laughs) of five cars, of five cars, of horny five cars. Yeah. One day we'll read it and we won't need the translation. But until then, it keeps giving us comedy. (laughs) That's all I've got. Okay, let's do. I just want to tell people that bingo is coming up. 
Yes, we, we have another will, tournament coming up. Yes, we have another listener, tournament. Which we do have some new listeners. Hey, new yeah, listeners. Yeah, so we do bingo every tournament. We put out bingo cards the Wednesday or Thursday before the bingo tournament begins. And this time we've got some new sponsors on board who yeah. are offering prizes. And... Maybe maybe I'll tell you next week who the sponsors are, but it's very exciting to have some more people come on board to help us out with that. We are going to be giving awards this time for Kachikoshi and Makikoshi. So we will be rewarding bingo winners and bingo losers yes. with prizes. So more about that coming up soon. Just know, you know, we're trying to work up to like a sumo-related gift basket that you get that's filled with all sorts of sumo merchandise and jam and crackers and confection beavers and things like that. We're working up to we're working up to something big. Yes, right now it's usually just a jar of jam and some bookmarks with googly eyes. <laughs> but we're getting there. Pretty yeah. soon we'll have a charcuterie board we send all around the world. Wouldn't that be from, great? Yeah. Well, although charcuterie would be pretty hard to send <laughs> worldwide. Where there's a will, there's a way. That's right. Okay, the new Bonzuke came out this week and you know like we say almost every time there are so many great resources out there for people who really want to break down the bonzuke who want to look rankings yeah it's a ranking yeah so if you're new to sumo it's basically like a list of king of the hill king of the mountain right king king of the hill wasn't that a cartoon cartoon. yeah sorry (laughs) king of the hill said in texas which is really funny (laughs) So it's a list of who the best guys are in the very top rankings. That's usually who we pay attention to. Although it's it's a list throughout all of all of the rankings of sumo. And and sumo really is a game of who's winning, how many, and can they go up in rank and keep going higher and higher on this list. Yeah, because the higher up you get, the more money you make and the more privileges you get. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, good. And it's there good are, to be the king. There are great podcasts out there that love breaking that stuff down. So I'm not going to break down every level for you because I listen to those guys as well to learn about Bonzuke. But I do want to point out just a few things. One, the top is pretty lonely. It's a pretty lonely, small little group that's in Sanyaku at the very top. But we it's, have our it's new an exciting Yokozuna. one. Yes, we've got Hakuho on the east, and we've got Terano Fuji as our new our Yokozuna, 73rd Yokozuna on the west. And it's really, I don't know why, it just feels so great to have him up there again. It's a perfectly balanced Yokozuna list. It's great. But there's a very lonely group of Ozekis right underneath because <laughs> we've got... We've got only two now. Shodai and Takakesho. Yes. And we've got one Ozeki who's who's just kind of barely hanging on to that Ozeki status, doing it, but just barely <laughs> hanging on, and who was apparently injured in a practice recently. Yeah. So we're yeah. not quite sure how Shodai is going to perform in this next Basho. Yeah, I'm a little and nervous. Takakesho was injured in the last Basho. I know. Also making me nervous. Yeah. Something... Something happened with his neck, yeah. and he says he's fine, but we've got two potentially injured right. Ozekis. And they right all underneath. say they're fine. So Takakesho <laughs> would be officially Katabon 
this time since he stepped out last time early. That's right. So it's kind of, you know, not quite sure what's happening with that Ozeki list, but uh, Sekewake, this one's exciting. May say is in his career high position at Sekewake. And Asanoyama is still listed, (laughs) which is kind of amazing. But he's he's falling. Yeah, you won't be seeing him in this Basho if you're new because he's still out and going to be out for a while. And of course, the old standard Mitakiyumi is there. So it's really Mitakiyumi and Meisei at that Sekiwaki level. I'm very excited about Meisei. We've done a highlight on him before. Yeah. You can listen to an old episode to remember about his very white voice and the fact that he drives ladies crazy on the train rides in. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the Meisei, the Meisei episode. And at Komasubi, we have Takayasu. My sweet Papayasu. Yes. Who is everyone's real favorite, it seems, when it comes to karaoke. Yeah, who is the best singer? Hands down, everyone said Takayasu. Yeah. And I I would agree. Yeah, he's very, he's very good. the velvet voice of sumo. Yes. Joined this time, and this is very exciting, by Ichinojo, who's popping back up to this position. He has been in several times before. He's right. been in Sanyaku before. He does very well in sumo when he's feeling well. and When he when doesn't have COVID. When he doesn't have Ugh. COVID and when he's not injured. Right. But this is, you know, this is a usual spot for him to be up this yeah. high, and it's great to see him back. He can handle it up there. Yeah. We've also done a highlight on Ichinojo in the past, on the big boys of sumo. So... The only thing, unfortunately, I remember from that, just off the cuff, is the fact that he likes fried chicken. So if you'd like to go <laughs> learn more, you <laughs> if you'd know? like to learn more about Ichinojo and about him and his past, you could also listen to a past episode there. So I think it's exciting because usually when we're coming into a basho, we'll do highlights on someone that's new to the Sanyaku, but all these men have been there before. Yeah. So there's not an opportunity for us to do a highlight there. Let me go a little lower. Hoshoryu is at his career high in this Bonzuke. Yeah. He bumped up from Maegashira 5 to one. To Maegashira 1. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, whoa, that's exciting. Yes, it is. I mean, he's a little fighter. And um, when he came into Makauchi, he, he came in with some flair and some energy, but he definitely stumbled, as a lot of them do. But he has some kind of spirit inside that pushes him like his uncle. There's something fiery about him. So seeing him fight his way up and just like claw his way up there, it's really awesome to see him up there. At, I'm at very, one. yeah, I'm very excited to see how he does in that position because yeah. it's going to be a much harder spot for him. Yes. It'll be interesting to see how he does with the big guys. Yeah. But we know he can do well. He did very well last Basho. And uh, yeah, he's sharing that spot this time with Takanosho. Who will do great. I love Takanosho. Yeah, big round Takanosho, whom we love. But speaking of someone that used to be in that spot, Maegashira won last time. That was Endo. Had the biggest drop I think I've ever seen on a Bonzuke. I could be wrong, but he dropped from Maegashira 1 to Maegashira 11. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. Ten spots he dropped. Maybe he'll be happier there, though. I mean, (laughs) you don't... I mean, there's a lot to say. You come in your first week and those upper ranks, you are fighting the best of the best. Could you imagine on day one just being like, here's your opponent, Hakaho, go. Well, remember he got injured (laughs) in the last Basho, and then he pulled out. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if this is... 
if this is the people in the background going, you don't pull out. You don't. <laughs> Sorry, my brain right. just went there. You, yours but, did, but actually mine did not. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm wondering... <laughs> I'm wondering if it's the organizers saying you shouldn't have quit. You should have stayed in there. You should have kept fighting, even though you were injured. I think because they love him, but they they want they're they, tough. They, on him. They're very tough on him because they expect more out of him because he's a a fan favorite. The ladies love him. Yes, what's he's not to love? He's a great wrestler, and he has not hit the high ranks like they want him to. Oh, so you think it's like a slap in the face, like no. ship up or shape out? Endo? Maybe, but I think it's more just that general challenge. They they challenge people. I really think it's them going, if you're going to be that high in the ranks and you're going to pull out, we're really going to let you slide. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it very interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Wakataka Kage, who had a pretty disastrous... <laughs> <laughs> he had a disastrous go at Komosubi last time. No, I shouldn't say disastrous. It was a 5-10. So he Which did win five times. kind of normal because it is the meat grinder spot. It's a hard spot. It is a tough spot. He only dropped to Maegashira three. So, <laughs> so I have to, I mean, there's something there. They reward people who, who stay in and keep trying. It may have also been the quality of the sumo. Yeah. Because they do judge people on like, well, he may have lost, but he lost well. He, he lost definitely... well. That's what people say about me all the time. Well, <laughs> she lost well. Like <laughs> <laughs> try sports. Well, she tried real hard. <laughs> she just didn't, you know, win or come close <laughs> at all. But she tried very hard, and we honor that. All right, a couple more things that stood out to me, Ura. Made a huge jump from Maegashira 13 to Maegashira 6. See, they like him because the crowd loves him. How do you think he'll do here? I think he'll, uh, 100% honest, I think he'll struggle. Yeah, me too. A little bit, but um, but I love him. He's just so fun to watch and everyone loves him. So Yeah, he's, he's got exciting. a fun, exciting spirit. I'm, I'm really interested to see how he does in the Maegashira 6 p- position. Yutakayama is back this time in a jump from Jurio 1 to Maegashira 14. Wow. And he did not win Jurio. He did very well. He did well. Yeah. At Jurio 1. But uh, that was a big jump, I thought, too, from Jurio mm-hmm. 1 to Maegashira 14. But it's nice to see him back. Yeah. He's been in this top division before, and then he struggled and I know. You can down. see the frustration in his face. He is so frustrated by himself and, and his record. And so, yeah, I'm glad to see him back up. Me too. I hope he finds some, something in that. Yeah. The other thing we do with highlights often in the Bunzuke is we will highlight somebody who comes up from Jurio for the first time, like somebody new. Oh, and if you're new to sumo, think of like coming up from, I, I wouldn't say in baseball that Jurio is the minor leagues. I wouldn't say no, that. No, not at all. But I would say that when you think of- It's like, like B team to A team. Exactly. Uh, maybe JV to varsity. There you go. Right. Yeah, that's what it's like. That's what it's like. Yeah. So Yutakayama came up to this varsity position on the A team and he has been here before. So he's he's not a brand newbie. So we would normally highlight somebody who's brand new. But I think next week, since we haven't ever talked about Yutakayama, I might look more into him next week. We could do a deep dive on him so we can learn a little bit more about his background. Does that sound okay by you? Oh, sounds great. <laughs> okay. So those were the biggies to me. Overall, I mean, 
what was interesting what? about that Jirio Bonzuke is the the just blank spot where Takagenji was for yeah. smoking the pot. They I, were like, just see this blank space. You are dead to us. <laughs> Don't smoke amazing. the pot. You're dead to us. You see this empty spot? It used to be your spot. It's not there anymore because you're gone. You're out. <laughs> That's exactly what they said. <laughs> well, the truth is they made the Banzuke like, I think, after before he got caught for smoking pot, which yeah, they kicked him out of sumo. He's gone. He's, he's, he's dead to them. You would think they could put an emoji there instead. Something. Something yeah. that was like, I don't know, not applicable. An <laughs> A. <laughs> yeah. Something. Then the other is just a big dead space where his yeah. name used was. to be. Was. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that, this Bonzuke was really, it was kind of the sliders Bonzuke. It was like all these guys sliding around, nobody very brand new in the top division coming up for the first time. Yeah. But all of our favorites are still around. Tokushoryu, Chionokuni, Ichiyamamoto is still there. Yeah. Ishiura is still there. I mean, there's it's our loves. Our loves. Yeah. Our loves. Lots of sliding around. Lots of excitement. Tournament starts, what, September 12th? Or yeah. Is coming that up? No, I think you're right. I'm right. All yeah. Right. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit today about athletic slumps. Now, we've just gone through the Bonzuke, and there's a couple of people on there who I kind of looked at their careers, and I looked at where they're sitting. Enho, for one, he's a little guy, came up into the Makauchi. He fought his way through Jurio. He's up in Makauchi, did, did really well, and then he has been kind of on this spiraling path. And he's fallen back down into Jirio. Yeah. And fallen further into Jirio. And it worries me. Is that your definition of a slump? A spiral descent <laughs> into lower divisions? Like what, what is your definition of a slump? Well, let me talk first about other slumps. Or it's, I, it, it's a broad term. It can be caused by any number of things. I think sometimes of the epic rise and fall of Tiger Woods. Um, and then oh, that's maybe more than a slump. That's a crash and burn. Well, right, but but also, you know, looking at Simone Biles recently and her Olympic thing, she got the twisties at the Summer Olympics, is what it's called. These are athletes of incredible skill who kind of ebb and flow in and out of slumps, you know. And I think about it in my own life, like we all have our ups and downs, but theirs is such on this like major platform for everyone to witness. And then they all have to sit there and answer to the media day after day after day. That must be so friggin' hard, right? And I wonder that about the wrestlers too. They're up in the ranks and down in the ranks. I want to talk a little bit about Miyogadu because I looked at his career and I've always liked Miyogadu and I always want him to do really well. And what he ends up doing is like he'll have four tournaments in a row that are Maki Koshi. He'll have a 5-10, 4-11, Then he'll get like a 8-7. But if you look at his turn at like his tournament records from the very beginning of his career, you wonder, is this like the end of his career? Is this just a career waning? Or could he possibly rise again? And watching the joint Keiko, he was at it. Inho was at it for all four days. Inho, in his like slippery slide down to Jirio, has said, I'm going to be at this Keiko every day. He really wants to come back. You know, he feels like he's in the slump. Everyone's asking him about it. He's so popular. He did the karaoke. He's, he's got a Chanko Nabe coming he's got, out. Exactly. He's so 
fighting hard to get his record back up to his prestige and what the world's kind, you know, how the world kind of looks at him. And so I kind of wanted to look into some of that and and look at other athletes in time and look at their journeys. And I could easily talk about Ted Inafuji, you know, Ted Inafuji in 2017 was like an Ozeki. He fell out of the rank because of severe knee injuries. He had diabetes. He wanted to quit. He tried to quit like five times. Yeah. And his coach said, don't quit until you get healthy and then we'll revisit this. Well, he started to change his life. People around him, his wife helped him. He ate healthier. He decided he was going to lift weights every single day. And I think he has lifted weights every single mm-hmm. day since. Mm-hmm. And to fall from Ozeki down to the rank so low that you're fighting like basically 15-year-old like you're fighting beginning wrestlers when you have been at almost at the, the second highest rank to fall all the way back down. Once he fought his way back up in three years to Jurio into Makauchi, he won his first tournament back in Makauchi. He won that mm-hmm. whole tournament. And then after that, he had uh, technique prizes and outstanding prizes. And then he won two more tournaments. He regained his Ozeki status. And then he Finally, this week became our 73rd Yokozuna. It truly is one of the greatest comeback stories of all times. But he had a slump. And it was injury related, but there was a lot more going on to that. You know, well, that's a big slump. Yeah. I mean, an Enho slump is very different than a Terada Fuji slump. It's very different than a Miyogidu slump. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? Is it not? I don't know. It's epic. It's of epic proportions. But everybody's different. Everybody has a different path, you know? So... Anyway, talking about like, and I just finished a show. Sometimes you get in your head. You just get in your head when you're out there. And I'm thinking of my lines and I'm like, I'm saying my lines as I'm forgetting my lines as I'm like, the words have got to come out. And in my head, I go, don't forget those lines. You know the lines, but don't forget your lines. Don't screw it up. And sure enough. You screw it up. You screw it up because you get in your own way. Because you've divided yourself mentally. Yes. Yeah. Your focus is off. And so it's sometimes it's like your mental, you know, health gets in your own way. And that can lead to injury. That can lead to so many things, you know. Have you ever been cutting vegetables and your mind just goes somewhere else and you cut your your finger? finger. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yes, absolutely. I did that one time and I ended up in the ER because I had to get stitches because I really cut it. But I was thinking about something else. So, yeah. yeah. When you're thinking about, when you're doing one thing and thinking about another. So while I switch from sumo to other sports, Simone Biles spoke about her case of the twisties after the Olympics or during all of that. She said on her Instagram, she said in a nutshell, it was a disorienting feeling where all of a sudden her body and her mind were not in sync. Mm -hmm. And she would do a certain maneuver or what do they call it? Uh, uh, Gymnastic. Flip. Twist. <laughs> Flip, twist, whatever. <laughs> Technique. And she had done those things like thousands of times. And then somehow she would be in the middle of the air and she had no friggin' idea where she was. She couldn't tell up from down. Yeah. And that's extremely dangerous for a gymnast who's flying <laughs> flying through the air. So it's like when you walk into a room and you can't remember what you came in for. Yes. But it would be it's like that in at, midair and then you don't know which way is up and which way is In front of millions down. of people. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> but she spoke about it and she had said she had dealt with it before. And she said yeah. it takes around two or three weeks to usually work it out. And it doesn't happen on, I think she said it didn't happen on beam or bars ever. But yeah. during the Olympics, she said it actually happened on other apparatus. 
apparatus. Apparatus. Apparatus. And that was what was freaky for her. Yeah. And so there was just mounting pressure to be the best and the greatest of all time and to show up with results. And she pulled out and she said it was basically due to her physical health, which is mental health. That is part of her physical health. And she was brave enough to do it. And what I liked the most about her is she didn't really make apologies. She had to explain it to the world of dum-dums, but she was pretty straightforward about what she went through. Naomi Osaka, also currently like number two ranked tennis player. She pulled out of Wimbledon last year, also after pulling out of the French Open too. And she she had been dealing with anxiety and depression since 2018 when her career just, just blasted her out into the world. And due to her mental health, her game had been affected. And she didn't want to do post-talks like after her matches. She didn't want to talk about to random media people, the ups and the downs, the personal stuff. And um, she just didn't want to let everybody into that. It's like an awful train you can't get off of. And everybody's continually pestering you for information about what you're feeling, you know? Also, after that, Rafael Nadal also pulled out of Wimbledon and the Summer Olympics to preserve his mental health. So there's been a real tradition as of late of athletes speaking about what's going on in their head. They're pulling out of things because they've got to take care of their mind, which is part of their body. Talking about Tiger Woods, though, you think about the pressure of somebody who from the age of two was like on The Tonight Show with his father. His father was this uh, person who said to the world, my child is going to be the greatest golfer in the world. And you know what? He turned out to be right. But from a very early age, Tiger Woods was groomed to be incredible. And he delivered on that until his life, his internal like life outside of golf started to switch and change. And from 2008, like he started into golf in like 1997, 98, the same way Naomi Osaka just like crushed it. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, who is this amazing kid? From 2008 to 2019, he finally won in the Masters again. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible, incredible slump. And in all of that, you could kind of see in the tabloids and everywhere, his life seemed to be falling apart, you know? Yeah. His father actually died and all of that. And you go... How cruel is it that we put these people under a microscope and they're just average people who happen to have amazing skills in a sport? And I think about that when I look at Sumo and I think about people like Inho is that he's sitting here doing these karaoke videos. They put him out there. He's so popular and everyone loves him. But what is that pressure like for him? At the end of the day, he's a sumo wrestler and he wants to give everybody the results. He wants to be winning everything and the limitations maybe of his physical height his small body what goes on in his head you know so those are the things i was thinking about i know what goes on in his head what beaver beavers yeah exactly beaver but i mean it could be injury it could be pressure it could be a number of things that could you know have athletes in slumps but they do come out of them sometimes. And then sometimes they re- they decide to retire. You know, Miyogiru is somebody who's had more makikoshis than kashikoshis. And when he came into sumo, he came in with a bang. In 2013, 2014, he was hovering at Sekiwake, Komusubi for most all of that. And in 2011 was when he made his makauchi division. 2012 and 20. 20- 13, he was frigging crushing it. Mm. Technique prizes here, there, everywhere. Yeah. So here he is, 
and he's kind of he's kind of a middleman now yeah i think of him as yeah. a middle manager right but is that like the end of his career or is that maybe you know he shows up at the joint keiko too and he wants to better himself maybe it's not maybe he wants to get back to those 2012 2013 rankings so when we talk about Bonzuke, i think that each one of these guys is so amazing and they're individualistic. They're the only one on their ride. Yeah. Right? That's what's so cool about the sport. That's why I love it. And the struggle with each one of them as they, whether it's injury, where it's, or maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it's like being a new husband or new, new father. All these things around them that we don't know about. You know, we just know them on the doyo as these strong, strong wrestlers. So my thing today is is I wanted to talk about this because I want all of us to give our good energy to all of those wrestlers coming into this next tournament who may be coming off of a slump, who maybe had a Makikoshi record last time. Maybe give them a little extra energy or a little extra understanding. Or when people go on the boards and talk about sumo wrestlers, just trash them. Be like, hey, that's like a real person. And I know we treat them like celebrities and you can, they're never going to hear us or whatever, but like, Hey, put some positive energy out there. Don't we want, don't we want every single one of these guys to get to where they want to be personally? Like I want them to be happy with their performance. Absolutely. So I'm going to send them some extra love this time. I always think it takes so much drive and energy and talent to get to be on the A team. Right. No matter where you are on that list. Right. Or how long um, you stay on that list. Right. Or how long you stay on that list. But not only does it take a ton of talent just to get to that top division, I think it it seems to take something else completely to be at the top of that list. And that's something that, you know, maybe has something to do with physical attributes, but it also, I think, has something to do with a mental drive. Yeah, it has to be mentally aligned. Like, you have to have body and mind at the same time. Well, this is why I think it's so amazing that Mitakeyumi has been where he is as long as he's been there. Because he's like, right now, he's like a steady Eddie up there Mm -hmm. at the top. He's been there for, for quite a while without going to the heights very often. And people, you know give him crap for that but it's hard to, to be up there to stay at the top for any length of time and, I, and when it's you hard to even imagine Yumi, you go that was Miyoguru when yeah. he, eight or nine years ago yeah you know and, that is and, where he okay, was honestly here's my deal i don't have a problem with people like hanging out in middle management for a while because i'm like why not take it easy for a bit <laughs> And then like, I, that's the kind of wrestler yourself, I would be. Yeah. Zoom yourself back up there when you have the energy and the time. Like yeah. eat a lot of chocolate chip cookies this basho and take it easy. <laughs> Flip your tires on the weekend. Like do what you need to do. But then go find that oomph to get back at the top if you want to. Yeah. Maybe you but don't. But if you don't want to and you're happy being a yeah. rank and filer. Like Okinomi is one of my favorite wrestlers. He's been up at the top too. And he, he hangs out. He's just having a good time. On Okay. Okay. We're really going to get real with it. I honestly feel like everybody's up sometimes and, and everybody's, everybody's down. down. And so you might be Mikey Shear 17. You might be Sakewake. It's it's all, <laughs> I mean, you're just going to flow through it and be up there if you're lucky at some point. And that's great. And if you stay at the top, well, then you're like amazing to me. Yeah. You have something that I do not even understand. Which like, makes Ted and Afuji's rise all the more amazing. Yeah. 
And not only was he amazing, amazing physically, but he had to find a drive there. Right. He that had I don't understand. To slump. And to to understand the drive it took to come back and then push past where he was before. Well, and I I think that's the challenge for every athlete is you peak or you get to a plateau. And how do you surpass your own plateaus? It's not only physical. It's maybe not the, only maybe physical. Maybe the physical is like hardly whatever changes. It's the it's the mind that changes. Exactly. Exactly. So I cheer on these guys. That's honestly that's why I'm kind of like, oh, the Bonzuke is cool, but it's it's not the end all be all for me because I'm like, I don't care. You can still win from my Gashir 17. Like Tokushoryu. Yeah. What an or amazing. Or Fuji. Like it doesn't matter to yeah. me. You just gotta perform well where you are. Right. And the excitement of it is who you get to fight at all these different levels and the size of those guys. And, and how you meet each match. Yeah. So you might be in a slope now. You might get over it tomorrow. And this is everyone in your own personal life. <laughs> We're so if Pollyanna. you are in a slump, I'm sending you good energy because you will get out of this slump. We've sometimes, all been there. Yeah, sometimes you're up, sometimes, sometimes you're, you're down. down. And don't pull out. That's right. Don't pull out. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that's the greatest advice. Don't take advice. that like, advice from out. us. No. Um, yeah. If you're doing family planning, ignore what we're talking about. <laughs> right. That's you're gonna go on that path on your we're own. We're not talking about you, but we're not yeah, talking about family planning. If you're in planning. a slump, we are here to tell you you will get out of it, and we're <laughs> behind not. you the whole way. Or you'll retire. Or you'll and retire. You'll look relieved. <laughs> you'll, and you'll and, just vacation and enjoy the rest yeah, of your life. And people with no will, pressure. People will follow you on Instagram and love you for the end till the end of your days yeah. because of where you were. Exactly. Because of who you are, not where you were. Because of who you are. (laughs) Because of who you are. Because Because you're amazing. That's right. You're amazing. (laughs) That's how this whole podcast is going to end. You're amazing. Us telling our listeners, each one of you is amazing. Is a beautiful, bright, shining star. Whole human being. Whole human being. Perfect perfect as you are. You were perfection the day you were born. Exactly. You have nothing to prove. (laughs) You have nothing to strive for. Just be. We love you you as you are. (laughs) And that. Is how we're going to wrap up Simo Kaboom this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We adore you. Thank you all for listening and uh, spreading the word about us. Thank you to our new listeners. Thank you to our supporters and sponsors. We really appreciate you. See y'all next time. Next time. That's right. See y'all later. Sayonara. Bye. Bye.